0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. For the third day of December, I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me on the first Saturday of the final month of the year. As you are making the turn from Thanksgiving now into full-blown Christmas with your days and your calendar and your shopping and your family planning and your trips, I hope that you will take this time with me on this journey for a few minutes every day and reflect on the season we are in from a spiritual standpoint, this season of Advent, a season where all of those who have been downtrodden and without hope can have some hope in a bright future. Uh, We are about to end the first week of Advent, and I want to do that together today with a text from the Old Testament. Before I get there, I want to real quickly, because we do this every Saturday, and I like to let people in on what's coming up on Sunday, I want to tell you about the sermon tomorrow. For the last two Sundays, we have been airing a series from a recent trip to the Tabernacle of Hope in Westminster, South Carolina. I did three sermons at the beginning of November on the Ark of the Covenant, though the title, The Ark of the Covenant, does not appear in any of those sermons. The sermons themselves are individual sort of standalone looks at what was inside the Ark of the Covenant. The first sermon was titled Out with the Old and in with the New. The second sermon, which aired last week, was titled The Tomb Becomes a Womb. Tomorrow, you can see the final of those three sermons in a message titled A Change of the Law. That is a quote taken from the ninth chapter of the book of Hebrews. In that that moment we are introduced to the idea of a change of the priesthood and how that change of the priesthood necessitates that the things surrounding the priesthood change as well. I think I said the ninth chapter. That's the seventh chapter of Hebrews. Um, And in that, we are investigating the Omer, which is a tithe, a tenth of manna that went into the ark and Aaron's rod that budded. These are the final two items of the three items in the ark. We dealt with the first one, which was the Ten Commandments in last Sunday's sermon. So I hope you'll go looking for and listen to A Change of the Law. It'll post right here wherever you're listening to the podcast. If you prefer video, we do have a video of this, and you can access that at paulwhiteministries.com, Paul White Ministries' Facebook page, or our YouTube channel is PWM. I hope you'll go over there, search that out, subscribe. We put up Two full-length videos a week, plus seven little nuggets of grace. Clips from our sermons from the last decade plus. And that'll give you a little something every day. Okay, Advent. I want to take you today, on the seventh day of this Advent season, to the very first evangelistic or uh, evangelism verse in the entire Bible. Genesis chapter 3 is where the biblical story takes a dark turn. God has created man and the earth and everything in the first two chapters. There's even two separate accounts of creation so that we can see creation from a couple of different lenses. And then when you get to the third chapter, the story zooms in to inside the garden. And here comes the presence of evil. The Bible doesn't tell us really where that comes from or give us much of its creation, but here it is personified in a way by the serpent, the great enemy of man, that slithering thing at our feet that arouses fear. That serpent has a conversation with Eve and convinces her to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Two trees are named in the garden. One is that tree and the other is the tree of life. They're able to eat from every tree, tree of life included, except they are not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And this is not because God doesn't want man to have knowledge and he doesn't want man to be able to spot evil, but because he wants man to consume the tree of life so that he can participate in the life of God. God wants to bring us to the place of the fullness of his knowledge by sharing his life with us. We get to do this through Christ. This is why Paul prays, I pray that you be filled with the fullness of the knowledge of God's love. We are perfect in Christ and yet not perfectly filled up with knowledge. And so we're gaining that knowledge as we grow in the grace of God. As Eve fails in the garden, God then steps in and begins to pronounce a series of curses. But also God, from his own mouth, gives the first prophecy of the Messiah in the entire Bible. St. Augustine, years after Christ's resurrection, a couple hundred, three hundred years after the resurrection plus, um, made the comment that in Genesis 3 we are Given permission to seed Jesus in this prophecy, and I know we didn't need His permission. I'm only sharing that with you because it shows that for you know 16, 1700 years we've been we've had a written record of the church finding Jesus all the way back in Genesis 3. Here's the verse: I will put enmity. This is God talking to the snake, by the way. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. This is what the scholars and the ancients called proto-evangelion, proto the first of its type. Evangelion is the presentation of the gospel. This is the biblical record's first presentation of the good news. The good news that God was going to send something to crush the head of, of evil, This is spectacular that in the earliest pages of the Bible, we have a prophecy of the crushing of the head of everything that is evil. And I do not believe that this is something that is still to come in the future, but that we in this season of Advent celebrate the arrival of the Jesus who did crush under his feet the head of the evil one who is in the position of authority, even in this hour. God promised it. Jesus fulfilled it. You can receive it. Let that which opposes you be crushed underneath the feet of Jesus. Advent Day 8 tomorrow. God bless.